everybody. This is Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasperi. This is Frank Pelicone. You're listening to the new weekly podcast, The Spin Chagrin, and this is episode number three. And the category that Frank was given last week was the movie that he thinks he would hate the most from 2006. So there was a number of contenders there that I think we kind of started going through at the very end of last week's episode. So um, what did you settle on? So let's talk about the ones that I didn't settle on first, and then okay. we'll... Did you watch any of those? Uh, no. Wait. Hmm. I'll get to that. <laughs> so 2006 had a bunch of terrible movies, many of which I'd already seen. Uh, fortunately, maybe, I guess. So there was some stuff I didn't have to watch for the first time because I'd already ruined hmm. a portion of my life watching it previously for the first time. The ones that I came across that I thought would be terrible that didn't make my cut were The Shaggy Dog... Basic Instinct 2, Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties, <laughs> Dirty Sanchez, the movie, which doesn't even exist anywhere to watch that I could find easily. What is that? I don't know. It's, it sounded terrible. Okay. Uh, Van Wilder 2, The Rise of Taj, The Santa <laughs> Claus 3, and RV. All of those things, when I was looking at them on the release calendar of 2006, I was like, man, that seems pretty bad. So... My initial movie that I settled on, and the first one we'll talk about, was Larry the Cable Guy, colon, Health Inspector. Mm. Um, mm. So I watched that movie, and we'll talk about that movie. But then when I was finished, I was like, you know, I wonder if I would hate this movie more. So then I watched Employee of the Month. So oh. you actually you actually get a twofer here okay. on the Spin Chagrin. Um, and at the end, I'll tell you which one gave me the most internal loathing uh and abject hatred for comedies this really like this this exercise just reinforced my opinion that most comedy is just trash but anyway so let's talk about larry the cable guy colon health inspector okay um which which just from my viewpoint here looking at these casts real quick this movie has a much better cast oh yes so aside from you know the titular larry the cable guy um tony hale david keckner lisa lampanelli tom wilson joe pantoliano mm -hmm. um all of which are people who have been in things that are worth watching right um i don't know that larry the cable guy has ever been in anything worth watching but my opinion is really subjective in that viewpoint mm -hmm. um i have never found larry the cable guy to be remotely funny maybe mm -hmm. To me, he's more of like an embracing of the worst parts of culture and insulting to the people that he's attempting to kind of lampoon in a supposedly gentle way, but he just makes people seem like disgusting walking collections of bodily functions and racism, I guess. Right. So let's talk about this movie. Which, is, which isn't even, like, his real personality, right? Like... I don't I don't know anything about Larry the Cable Guy, okay. aside from... Gotcha. Get her done. That's funny. I don't care who you are. Right. Uh, right. I could go on all day. I don't know. He's got, he got his catchphrases. Sure. So Larry is a health inspector in some city and has a penchant for overlooking small violations while closing down restaurants that have major violations. 
which really seems like kind of a thing that a health inspector would actually do like you know like a restaurant <laughs> that's got like ah uh, you know this is a little out of code but you're generally clean i'm gonna let it slide just gonna clean up next time mm-hmm. oh you got cockroaches coming out of your walls you're condemned or right. you're shut down whatever sure. but Larry the Cable Guy's boss, who's played by Tom Wilson, doesn't approve of these actions by Larry the Cable Guy. He thinks that Larry the Cable Guy is a loose cannon and needs to be reined in. Let me start over. So the opening shot of this movie is a slow pull out from Larry the Cable Guy's hairy ass crack poking out from his underwear as he gets out of bed and farts at the camera. Mm. And if mm. there is a succinct visual metaphor for any movie, it's that for this movie, because it's generally what this movie is, is farts in your face for 90 minutes or however fucking long this shit lasted for. I don't remember. So anyway, so Tom Wilson says to Larry, Larry, to rein you in, I'm going to give you a partner. And he calls in this woman, Amy, who Larry the Cable Guy immediately brands as a teenage boy. And then the rest of the movie is Larry the Cable Guy either insinuating that this woman is a boy or that this boy is a homosexual. Mm. And seems on brand. The woman is played by some actress I didn't know, Iris Bear. Mm hmm. Um, her last name is Butlin, so there's constant jokes about butts hmm. with Butlin. Uh, you're Butlin in, ha ha ha. Get it? Mm-hmm. Um, she's a pretty shapely woman, even though she's like not really like big chested. Like she looks like a woman. Like it's not even like they made an effort to make her look like a man. She has kind of a short haircut, right. but she's got womanly features anyway. Oh, I know her. Yeah, I've seen her. So. It's just a series of vignettes of Larry the Cable Guy being the most disgusting person on the planet. Mm-hmm. His next door neighbor is played by um, Keckner, mm-hmm. uh, David Keckner, who's like immediately recognizable from a thousand things. Right. Um, who plays a mentally handicapped boy, quote unquote, named Donnie, mm-hmm. who's really just an old man, but who's the butt of a couple of jokes at the expense of mentally handicapped people who par for the course are called retards consistently anytime it comes up or semi-retards or whatever like any way that they can possibly insult like the mentally challenged in the most politically incorrect way possible but you know what it's funny i don't care who you are um there's a subplot where there's these two women who own this fancy italian restaurant that's going through financial trouble Mm -hmm. And there's an all city restaurant competition where the winner gets some like, like it's like $10,000 or something. And these two women are kind of banking on that to save the restaurant. And the one woman is this, I guess like attractive older lady. And the other woman is played for laughs as this ugly woman that's forced to stay in the kitchen because she has a unibrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like pretty shapely. Anyway, there, 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 there's, there, there's, it's this movie. And she's also having an affair with the mayor that you find out later. And the mayor played by Joe Pantoliano, um, 
of Sopranos fame, uh, who's played as a lech and a scumbag and a glad hander. Um, probably. Tony Hale plays a man who is in an accident and is handicapped. Um, he's in a wheelchair, so there's constant jokes about cripples and paraplegics, but mostly just calling them cripples and making fun of the fact that he can't stand up. Um, with Larry the Cable Guy like pouring beer on him and squirting him with ketchup and basically molesting him because he can't stand up and get away from him. It's 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 hilarious. Um, then there's a love interest played by uh, I don't know this actress either. Uh, Megan Price as Jane Whiteley, okay. who works at Victoria's Secrets, and Larry the Cable Guy gets her fired because he's aping, molesting the mannequins in the window while this woman's like putting away panties, mm-hmm. and then comes in and proceeds to like do grotesque things to the panties and get her fired by her boss. Um, so the plot is that Tom Wilson wants to fire Larry the Cable Guy. <sighs> And is putting Butlin with him so he can basically have Larry like get caught making all these infractions and, and canon because he doesn't like his loose ways and whatever. So he gets this. There's this series of poisonings at these fancy restaurants where basically people are getting really bad food poisoning from eating there. And so Larry and Butlin are requested specifically to go and investigate. And through the use of a lot of jokes about diarrhea and pooping yourself, they find out that someone's putting um, saline drops in the water, which is causing people to get diarrhea. And I don't know if that's a true thing. I didn't think to look it up. But if that is, it's a pretty bold way to like advertise it by just putting it in right. Larry the Cable Guy. Um so they basically they eventually track it down where they think it's the mayor that's doing it because the mayor's having an affair with this woman who stands to gain from everyone else in the all city cooking competition being eliminated because their restaurants are closed down for health code violations. And they go and confront the mayor on public access TV. Um, and they're wrong. Like the mayor proves that they're wrong somehow. I don't remember how that happened. <laughs> Um, and so Larry the Cable Guy gets fired. Mm-hmm. So then Larry the Cable Guy goes home and gets drunk off of Pap's Blue Ribbon <laughs> and has a dream where Kid Rock is in his house and wants to take him fishing. But then his girlfriend, who he's now estranged from because <clears throat> they got in a fight because he saw her talking to the mayor in her house while he was riding his bike home after getting fired because his truck got impounded. Um, either he can go fishing with Kid Rock or he can have sex with his girlfriend. And there's some penis jokes because he's got a fishing rod and she's like, nice rod. I've never seen a rod so big. Like it, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, and then she comes to his house and wakes him up and they reconcile and then... Was Kid Rock actually in this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, Kid Rock as himself is how he's credited. Hmm. <clears throat> um, so Butlin and him decide that they're going to go and stop 
so that's it's the night of the fucking oh there's also some really racist jokes because Larry the cable guy's friend is this guy big shug who's played by uh bruce bruce who i don't know but i guess is probably someone other people know um because he seems like he's in comedies um Larry the cable guy basically implies that he would like a man. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember the terrible joke, but Big Show and him have a falling out. So everybody hates Larry the Cable Guy. So then he goes to the show, which is Iron Chef, Iron Chef style, um, where Big Show is competing against the Italian ladies, and Larry the Cable Guy almost gets murdered by the unibrow one. Um, she tries to murder him repeatedly, uh, but then he reveals that they're trying to cheat to win and they accuse the mayor or they accuse his boss of being the one that's in on it. And all of a sudden, after being like the villain for the entire movie, Tom Wilson's like, nah, man, like I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not the bad guy. I didn't do anything. And it turns out, you know who it is? It's Tony Hale because he's angry about something and has been pretending to be handicapped. So then he gets up and just starts running away and they eventually uh-huh. take him down. Uh-huh. Um, and then Larry Cable guy's a hero and he gets reinstated with his badge as a health inspector. Uh-huh. Um, and him and the woman are reconciled at the end and are getting ready to like have sex on the couch. And then he gets a call that there's like a I don't know, botulism outbreak someplace. And oh, dude, he calls. And he says, looks at the camera and says, you know, you got to get her done. And then she breaks the fourth wall or he breaks the fourth wall and she turns to the camera. She pretends like there's no camera there. And she says, get her done. And then scene. Um, I should have counted the amount of farts in this movie because I think it's probably like at least like 150. It's a lot. It's like every scene. Like when he meets Butlin for the first time, he refuses to shake her hand, but then he gets up and does so he can fart. And he's like, oh man, that's like a warning call. Better out than in. And like runs out of the room, like farting the entire time. Um, when he first goes to his girlfriends for them to like, they go out to a fancy dinner and they both get the shits and he shits all over like destroys her toilet but then she's out of toilet paper for some reason and he uses like a washcloth and flushes it down the toilet and then she has to shit herself so she goes in and they're all farting the entire time and um there's anti-semitic references there's racist references towards asians and indians um including the classic are they like a dot indian or a like woo 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 indian um, there's anti-Islamic uh, references where Larry the Cable Guy puts a tablecloth in his head and calls himself a sheik, and then ululates as he like runs out of the room, talking about I can't remember like what that joke is. It's really bad. Um, tons of misogynistic references, especially the entirety of the movie, comparing this woman to a boy uh, because she has small breasts. Um, constantly implying that Tom Wilson is gay even though he has a wife and kids um, for no reason, other than the fact that Larry, the cable guy just wants to make a bunch of like homosexual jokes. Right. Um, So I guess, I guess the, uh, I guess the mindset is if you insult everyone, have you really insulted anyone? 
<clears throat> um, yeah, I, I, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't giving him more credit, um, which I was giving him more credit. Uh, he, he's exactly who you think he is, pretty much, except for it is just a bit like like you said, like the, the gimmick. Um, but he's still exactly who you think he is. He's one of those types of, I don't know if you'll know the difference. It's like, there's not an active hate. It's like, I don't care what people do. So because he doesn't care, he can make fun of everybody. Right. I mean, and that's, that's pretty common. I think that yeah. idea that like, oh, I hate everybody. So it's not like actual mm-hmm. hate, but you know, it just kind of means you're an asshole. Right. Um, if this movie would have been made in 1982 i might say like okay like i get that cultural like norms were different back then and we definitely were not as you know aware of like saying things that could hurt other people but being made in 2006 like i feel like maybe they should have known a little better and or they I mean, still it does done feel their... does think back though we're talking 15 years ago right like 16 years ago it does feel like that's still it's 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 terrible it's probably the tail end of when something like this could get made though right maybe i mean in talking about employee of the month we'll go over some of those things as well right but, um so i didn't laugh once at this movie mm-hmm. um that was real painful to listen to just so you know like imagine imagine watching it. um <laughs> that was as painful maybe as like almost any cage movie let me think I, let me see if i wrote this line down because i think i did have one line that i wrote down did i no i didn't shit i swore that i did i'm sure it was brilliant there was a line in it where i actually thought like okay that's actually a little clever but like it was surrounded by so much garbage yeah that i still was just sitting there with like a sad frown on my face <laughs> like wondering when it was going to end um i don't know like i i almost wish i would have watched this movie with other people because i would like to have seen other people's reactions mm. because i know that there's people that would laugh at this movie and think that it was funny but i don't know that i want to meet them right and if anyone listens to this and thinks this movie's funny like i don't think that we need to ever discuss it because i don't want to think less of you um friend of the podcast uh zeke lawrence uh, messaged me last week and said hey and mind you i watched this movie like the next day after the spin chagrin last mm-hmm. week um and then employee of the month uh the next day um so friend of the podcast zeke lawrence messaged me on thursday and said hey um what's your podcast movie this week from 2006 and i said well do you really want me to tell you? And he said, yeah, yeah, I want to watch it. So, you know, when I'm, when I'm listening to the podcast, like I can kind of sort of have like watched along and know what you're talking about. And so I told him like Larry, the cable guy, colon health inspector. And his response was nah, no, thanks. <laughs> so. Right. I mean, I feel like Larry, the cable guy was a really big phenomenon back then, because I know that I hadn't, I had no idea who the dude was and a guy that I worked with, if you remember, I worked at Redner's for a brief period of time, mm-hmm. just you specifically, not you, the audience, because you right. wouldn't know. Um, and there was a guy I worked with at night that would be like, oh, that's funny, man. I don't care who you are. And I thought, I've never heard anybody say that. Like, that's actually, like, kind of a like, interesting catchphrase. Mm-hmm. And then, for some reason, like, 
I was telling somebody about him and I said that and they were like, oh, like Larry the Cable Guy. And I was like, who? And I watched a couple things and never had any desire to watch anything yeah. else. So I've yeah. literally spent 15, 16 years of my life avoiding watching Larry the Cable Guy in any context. Yeah, this is like right at the tail end. Uh, I'm positive of the blue collar comedy tour like this movie. Um, yes. This was is, that so- him? Him? Foxworthy? Uh, Jeff Dunham was he part of it? No, uh, Ron White. I remember was oh right, Ron him. White. Yeah. And then um, I can't remember. I, I don't know how Bill something. And, and hold on, uh, Engvall. Bill. Engvall. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I recognize all those names. Yeah. So yeah, that that finished up, and then he did this movie basically. So I guess he was trying to like capitalize on that tour. So yeah. So there's really. Uh, Nothing to recommend in this movie, I guess. Um, I wish I could be funnier about it, but it was just so depressing to watch. Like, yeah, like you're watching the debasement of the human race in real time. And any time that they can do something to humanize this man. And the thing is, is like he's. Look, he's a racist. He's a bigot. He's a misogynist. He's an idiot. But ultimately, he's a guy that's just trying to do a good job within the context of what he thinks a good job is. And anytime they have the the chance to drive that point home and kind of like make him sympathetic towards you, because I think that would be the joke is this guy that has all these flaws, but is ultimately like has this heroic arc or whatever in his life where you can kind of sympathize with him. It's like he's got to like fart on something or burp or talk about his like testicles or call someone a retard it's like it's almost like the antithesis of the hero's journey you know it's like the hero's reverse journey where right he's just like deeper into the woods than everything and he never is going to come out right right hooting hooting and hollering and pooping and <laughs> talking about like jerking off and i don't know man it's um it's something so it sounds like it yeah and the thing is like we we grew up in a really rural area so i know people that are legitimately like you they would call themselves rednecks sure and are they you know can they be loud and maybe like a little apolitic or i don't know like rough around the edges like sure but they're all gen- generally like normal, decent human beings who just right. have some idiosyncrasies right. where it's like, oh, I like trucks and I shoot guns, you know, and I hunt. Sure. And I, I talk funny, but it's like they're not like shitting themselves or like <laughs> right no you know presumably yeah i mean um no but you're right i mean and not all like growing up in a rural area it's like i think that's the thing that people don't probably like because of where we live like if you're listening like in a different state um maybe you live in an area like this i don't know but it's like in maryland it's like i think people just associate maryland with something like baltimore or like you know outside of dc kind of a lot of times like we're i guess parts of this area are some of the most rural parts of the state unless you go out to the western part of maryland maybe or like the deep eastern shore yeah deep eastern shore it's like so it's this really weird area um uh here in the county and but yeah we have a we have like you know a couple main hubs of towns like they're not really cities 
um, but they're, you know, populated towns. And then we have like a lot of farm area and like rural places, you know, houses are spaced apart, you know, on a couple of equal, couple of equal lands and distance between houses and a lot of places you go up different parts of the county. A lot of um, farmland, a lot of, a lot of farmland. Yeah. And we, yeah. Um, yeah. We live like right right south of like a large Amish population like so we see a lot of Amish in the northern part of the county but it's like so yeah these like you know so-called rednecks there's a lot of those people around here but it's like they, they, they come in all different shapes and sizes just like everybody in the world um and yeah none of them are anything like Larry the Cable Guy I'm sure there's like yeah. two guys like you know like probably at the bar that's not too far down the road from me right now that might maybe or like larry the cable guy in gimmick to some degree maybe <laughs> so but, the one the one the one line i remember from this movie and i want to get this out because it's the only one that i like distinctly remember so after like the 40th time that larry the cable guy is called amy butlin a boy she stands up for herself and says i'm a woman damn it I have breasts and they may be small, but they're perky. And I have nipples that could cut glass. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to say it's painfully embarrassing, but it really is. Like, yes. it's very, very awkwardly phrased. And it's not like it's like some moment where Larry comes to appreciate her as a. Right. As a human being. Oh man. I'm looking at quotes on MDIB right now. Uh I you're Larry says, you're not gonna believe this, but there's a snow cone vendor out there not wearing a bra. And Amy Butlin says, Is that a violation? And Larry says, No, but it makes me want to get a snow cone. Jesus Christ. Uh um. This is a lot. So this this is quoted twice. And I don't know which of these is a correct quote because I remember him saying it, but I was kind of like in a like a coma at this point. It's either that'll go down faster than a bottle of Vicodin at Courtney Love's house, or that'll go down faster than a bottle of vodka in Courtney Love's house. And I'm not sure which one of those is because that's a timely reference. Here's here's a great quote. This is when Larry meets Amy Butlin. Larry, and this is all in brackets, farts loudly, interrupts Button, waves his hand to make sure the fart goes away, and reaches for Butlin's hand, farts again. You ever fart so loud your back cracks? And that's when he runs out. Yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, Larry the Cable Guy, Colin Health Inspector. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> that's so really now bad. let's talk about Employee of the Month. I can't imagine Employee of the Month is any worse than that. It's worse in its own way it's equally bad in its own way um so employee of the month stars dane cook as the titular employee of the month um jessica simpson dak shepherd andy dick um who i didn't recognize in his role it was actually like really good makeup um and efron ramirez who played pedro and um yeah. uh napoleon dynamite plays uh dak shepherd sidekick Oh, Brian George is in it, too. Oh, so, like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's So the gist of Employee of the Month is all these people work at a Costco. And this is some mythical Costco in 2006 
where you could be a cashier and I, I don't know, I guess they all live with their parents. So maybe that's something, but anyway, so they all work at this Costco. So Dane cook is what's called a box boy. Who's the guy that like bags groceries for the cashiers and helps people take stuff out to their car. Rides around on a pair of Heelys all day, which if you're unfamiliar, Heelys are the shoes that have little wheels embedded in the heel. So you can like slide on them like roller skates, basically Mm -hmm. Um, popular among 12 year olds in 2006. Right. That's what I was going to say. Like kids were wearing those all the time, like places this movie in any way. Um, So him and his move have any depth to it, to the sense that he's wearing these things because it signifies he's immature and can't grow up. It is to show that he's carefree and and doesn't take his job seriously. (laughs) Gotcha. But the thing is, is, he's always doing his job well. He just does it well in a way that doesn't catch management's attention. Mm. Okay. So he's not like destroying things or causing problems. It's not your typical slacker movie where the guy is generally a bad employee. This guy is generally not a bad employee. He's just not a great employee. He's not like, you know, the best employee. Mm-hmm. So him and his friends work at this Costco and goof off and whatever. And then Dax Shepard is the head cashier who has won employee of the month 17 times in a row. And as the month starts, he's aiming for his 18th month in a row, which would be, I can't remember what they call Costco, super, super mart or something like that, Okay. which would be a super, super mart record and would allow him to win a slightly used 2005 Chevy Malibu <laughs> and like a thousand... That's actually kind of funny to me. Sorry. <laughs> it's unfortunate. It, it is like out of context when you say it right, like that, right. but in the way they frame it, it, it doesn't make you laugh. Gotcha. Um, it didn't make me laugh. So maybe, maybe you should watch Employee of the Month. Uh, maybe. You, might, you might enjoy yourself. <laughs> so he's just kind of like, you know, metaphorically and literally skating through life. Uh-huh. Um, On his heelies, get it? Mm-hmm. So... On the last day of the month or the first day of the month or something, sometime early in the month or the end of the last month. No, it's right after Dak Shepard is one employee of the month for the previous month. <laughs> Jessica Simpson starts and she's a transfer from the supermarket like across town or something. And so Dane Cook immediately falls in love with Jessica Simpson and tries to woo her. But she kind of like gravitates over towards Dak Shepard because his reputation precedes him because he's been employee of the month of this place 17 times. Um, so Dane Cook resolves after the first like five days when they, they score employee of the month by every day an employee gets like one employee gets a star and the employee with the most stars at the end of the month is employee of the month. So um, that's how my like spelling, um, we right. spelling competition one in middle or um, elementary school, yeah, right. It's 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 a joke from SpongeBob, too. Um, mm. so Dane Cook res- decides, resolves that he's going to clean up his act, then he's going to be employee of the month. So he starts showing up for work on time, wearing the uniform when he's at work, going out of his way to do the right thing, like while he's there, like generally behaving like an employee should. Um, and starts winning stars for employee of the month. So then it's a series of escalating good deeds, basically, between these two of who can win the most stars. All while Dane Cook has kind of won Jessica Simpson's heart with his down to earth ways and 
like hangdog lovableness. So it's the last day and they're both tied at 15 stars. So whoever wins the next star is winning employee of the month. Um, but in the interim, Dane Cook has been revealed that it was all, it's actually kind of like Greece, I guess, in this way, where Jessica Simpson finds out that there was a bet early on that Dane Cook said that because they said, oh, she only, she only, she only fucks the employee of the month. They don't use that word, but that's what's implied. Mm -hmm. And Dane Cook says, oh, I'm going to be employee of the month so I can fuck her then. Um, And if his, his friends, like his friends inside the supermarket have all abandoned him because he's doing a good job and being rewarded for being a good employee. And they can't take the fact that he's sold out by like doing a good job and being a good employee. So they've abandoned him. So drunkenly one night, um, Andy Dick blurts out that like about this, um, this bet between them, kind of like Kanicki saying it when Sandy runs away from him. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the exact same thing happens. So he quits because he realizes that he loves Jessica Simpson and it's not worth basically putting his integrity on the line to do a good job, to do a good job, to win employee of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's an Indian man who's his friend that gets fired because he blew him off for some reason. I can't remember what happens. Um, and it's, I don't know, whatever it's dumb. So he, he gets convinced by his friends who are now his friends again, that he has to go back and beat Dak Shepard because Dak Shepard is insufferable because he enjoys his job and does a good job and genuinely cares about being a good employee. Um, so they all go back and they have this contest and the contest for employee of the month is they shut the whole store down, which also completely unrealistic and have a contest of who can check out the most items in the shortest period of time. Um, and it involves like a race with a tire at one point where they have to like get the price for a tire and then run back to the register and Dak Shepard wins. Um, and so everyone's forlorn, like, ah, we really wanted Dane Cook to win, but he didn't win. But then it turns out that the security guard who Dak Shepard has been making fun of the whole time for being an idiot, um, has found out on camera that Dak Shepard was cheating during the scanning by tossing stuff behind his back. And that's how he was getting his like scans up so fast because he's basically like skipping items, mm-hmm. which makes zero sense because you still anyway. Anyway, <clears throat> so he gets stripped of his employee of the month and his Malibu and he gets fired. And then Pedro, who's been his loyal sidekick the whole time, even though he treats him like shit. Um, and he gets on house arrest. I don't know. It's it's difficult. It's it, it's not worth talking about. I only wanted to talk about this movie because I want to put in a comparison that even though there's really nothing funny in Employee of the Month, and it's really just kind of a terrible like pastiche of a bunch of other romantic comedies, but like distilling the worst elements of all of them and presenting an unrealistic view of retail. And just not being a funny movie and starring one of the most insufferable comedians of the early 2000s who was popular for no reason, mm-hmm. who made one joke that made me laugh one time, and that was it, in Dane Cook. 
for all of those flaws, it's just a boring movie. It's not a terrible movie in comparison to Larry the Cable Guy. Like, there's nothing particularly offensive about Employee of the Month. Right. It's not sexist in any way because Jessica Simpson is, while not like a fully fleshed out character, is like holds her own and isn't, you know, it's not patronizing towards women. There's no real jokes about people being like homosexuals or mentally handicapped. I mean, people are called idiots and stuff like that. But for the most part, like the people are just generally people, you know, right? Like the the Indian grandfather that works there as like his retirement job to help support his family. They don't make any jokes about him being Indian. It's just played by an Indian character. You know what I mean? Like it's not there as a caricature or something it just happens to be that that's his his ethnicity right so for as bad as i thought that movie was in comparison to larry the cable guy it's a perfectly fine movie it's just not i don't think it's funny larry the cable guy is an affront to nature man like it seriously is an attack on everything we hold dear in civilization like larry the cable guy represents the collapse of society and honestly in a lot of ways probably anticipates our current yeah socio-political yeah. state mm-hmm. because larry the cable guy and you know what i think the larry the cable guy would believe in vaccines because larry the cable guy believes in science because he's a health inspector like even if even though he's a detestable immoral scumbag human being he still believes that people deserve the right to eat clean food and wouldn't like you're talking about the uh, character, Larry the Cable Guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, okay. the, the, the colon health inspector. Yeah. Because um, he thinks the coronavirus is overblown a little bit. <sighs> Personal. I'm just talking about that character. Gotcha. I don't, uh-huh. Like uh-huh. I said, I don't, I don't like to know anything about my heroes. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's just like, even the most gross out like comedies of the, the 80s, where it was the heyday of the gross out comedy in a lot of ways even shit like waiting you know what i mean which is a fucking disgusting movie it still has elements of humanity to it like there is no humanity to larry the cable guy and this movie like everyone is the butt of a joke and the only person even the the main character is the butt of a joke and the joke is that everyone is awful and everyone deserves to be made fun of all the time and farting is funny no matter when you do it or how often you do it Mm mm-hmm Anyway, it was very sad watching this movie. Yeah, that was the. I, I was just bored during uh, point of the month. Really, it it sounds like it sounds like Chuck captured that movie in about like three minutes of screen time, probably in one episode. But <clears throat> sure, that's a hundred percent a good analogy to this movie. Except that instead of Chuck like gaining, instead of dane cook gaining some kind of super spy powers and eventually wending his way out of the mega lamart or whatever they call yeah, buy the thing more. and um yeah, yeah buy more uh-huh. um which actually has a satiric like bite to it um where it would I'm be sure there's nothing in employee of the month that had any satire to it really sure uh, you know what it's I mean, that was kind of in the beginning of the rise of the Costco and Sam's Club era. You know, I mean, they, they'd existed for a while, but that's when, like, I think that's right around when we got the Costco up in um, Christiana and we had the BJs and, yeah. and there was the Sam's Club that was down towards, like, Middletown or Dover or whatever. 
And so people had their memberships and people were buying in bulk and it was a thing. And so I get like, yeah. well, it's get, like, well, what I'm saying is it's called the super club and employee of the month. Right. Like, yeah, that's right. There's like, and then a year later, Chuck comes out that, that place is called the buy more. Um, and it's like, like there's already just a satiric like wit to being called the buy more as opposed to the super club <laughs> like right there's there's nothing underlying employee of the month and it's like much like and, Dane cook's personality like as a comedian as fucking banal as the whole thing is it's just a very gentle parody with nothing to say mm-hmm. it's not offensive it's not sure. crass yeah. it's just not funny I get even again, even the main character, he's just an awkward nerd that happens to be the best. Not not the main character, the antagonist is just this awkward nerd who's just the best at his job, and it gives him an overinflated ego. Mm-hmm. And I guess is in essence like a cheat and a fraud. But I mean, that's at the end of the movie, so whatever. Um, there there is something to the to the idea of Larry the Cable Guy about being a fraud about being nothing but a gimmick and getting that kind of following well because the problem is is and this is again like i don't know how much deep analysis we want to do here but here's a man that's mocking right an entire economic section socioeconomic section of our country and those are the people that love the mockery because they can laugh at themselves but he's not laughing with them he's laughing at them like he's showing when larry the cable guy opens his car door months worth of mcdonald's spill out on the ground and he yells at butlin like hey i know exactly where that trash goes in my truck you put that trash back everything's got its place and it's like that's not like gentle ribbing that's like pretty mean mockery that i'm supposed to laugh at because i'm like ah what a trash ball and rednecks are supposed to laugh at because like oh yeah sometimes i do have some trash in my car but larry the cable guy ain't laughing with you man larry the cable guy is just laughing at you and he's laughing at you well what's hilarious is he's making well right so but think about like the stand-up act in this movie as well right he makes fun of he makes sexist jokes he makes you know I don't think in a stand-up they made like direct racist jokes, but I'm sure that's racist adjacent, right? Like, you know, the gay jokes, like all these other things. And it's like, he's making fun of like all these people, you know, while also being a gimmick who is making fun of the very people that are laughing at the jokes that he's telling about those people. What he would say, what he would say in defense of himself is that the character in the movie always prefaces everything by saying now this doesn't matter to me or i don't care what you believe or Mm -hmm. i'm fine with you but then immediately like some sort of insult that's meant to make you as the bigot on the other end of the tv or movie screen laugh because you're laughing at this thing that you think is true or that makes you know like this mocking like someone else and it's just uh, it's just disgusting i hope that there's yeah, no it's other called, it's called like, it's called paralypsis yeah the like, movie frank hate, wants to hate the most or whatever and fucking any other year 
I'm not. It's it's the it's the it's kind of like the idea of I'm not saying I'm just saying. No. Um, there's somebody else that used that too in the past five years. Um, a lot. Oh yeah, right. Um, and yeah, like I mean, yeah. In hindsight, I wonder if Van Wilder too would have been worse. <laughs> That's the rise of who? Raj. The rise of Taj. Taj. Which one's Taj in that movie? I don't know. I've never seen Van Wilder. Okay, it's it's Cal Penn. I know nothing about the Van Wilder universe, although apparently it's expansive. So, (laughs) does it go beyond Taj? There's at least three or four. Hmm. There's like some prequel to Van Wilder. I think I don't know. I I I did some research on all these movies to try and like really get a feel for which one I would hate the most. I probably chose the one that I hate the most. Probably, I'm sure you did. just knowing you that's that's probably the one you hate the most i think you would also i I think you'd actually probably hate van wilder too more than you would um employee of the month Mm. um employee of the month is free somewhere so cal penn got an ep credit on that good for him good for him i'm coming out too that's awful frank that's that's worse. That, that that that's a worse movie than any of the Cage movies. Um, hmm. man, is that true? Yeah, it's worse because uh, some. I mean, there are some of those movies you hated. Don't get me wrong, and there was not a much redeeming about it at like at all. But like Cage, a lot of Cage's movies did have funny stuff like in it unintentionally. So, and still, Nicholas Cage is a better fucking actor than like there's at least something on the screen going on rather than him farting in your face right right like without watching all those cage movies i will go on definitively say every nicholas cage movie is better than what you just described (laughs) right there was there was something in every nicholas cage movie that I guess, like, at least maybe chuckle or was fun to talk about. Like, this movie is not even fun to talk about. Right. And it, it reminds me that there's a whole universe of comedies that I've never watched and may mm-hmm. never watch that are probably equally as detestable as this, or at least, like, would not make me laugh in the way that this one did not make me laugh. Well, there's a lot more Larry the Cable Guy movies. Is there? Oh, yeah. Oof. Oh yeah, man! Like after after are this, they all cold? This, are they all what? Colons? No. Okay, so let's see here. Um, the year after this, there was Delta Farce. I remember that. Then the year after that, there's Witless Protection. Um, and then then he gets roasted on a comedy central roast by 2009 so four years after three years after his tour ends he's getting roasted um and then he's the star of the tooth fairy 2 in 2012 and then he's in jingle all the way to in 2014 well he made all his money on fucking um the cars movies sure Jingle all the way to is a um, that's a weird inflection you have when you say that. 
Jingle All the Way to is a, is, a, is a product of is a joint production by 20th Century Fox and WWE Studios. Keep oh, it's got Santino Morella in it. Oh, is that the star? Okay. Yeah, and Brian Stepanek, is that a wrestler? I don't think so. No, never mind. I don't recognize that name. He's not. He's just an actor. I just know him. So, so Santino is the only actor from... <laughs> That's a wrestler. That's really funny. That's really funny. <clears throat> Didn't uh, give them much. Yep, you're right. It's just him. Holy shit. This guy, this this guy is the guy. Alex Zam, who directed Jingle All the Way to his first directorial effort, which he also wrote as chairman of the board, the the late 90s uh carrot top comedy. <laughs> and let's see the bogus witch project. Producer only. Oh, producer only, okay. You got him up. That's a Cinemax movie, I think. Hmm. Inspector Gadget 2. Oh, no, it's not. It's just a... Whoops. Is that... That's the Bear Wench Project. Never mind. Mm. That is French Stewart. I didn't know that. Playing fucking Inspector Gadget in Inspector Gadget 2. Oh, because it's a directed DVD. That's why I don't know about it. Oh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2, directed DVD. Oh, my God. This guy's like an expert in sequels. Dr. Doolittle, Million Dollar Mutts. Like, Tooth Fairy, 2B, yeah, Beverly Hills, Chihuahua 2. Little Rascal, Save the Day. I don't know about that rural Christmas movie, Jingle All the Way to. Yeah, this guy is... Hmm. Rural Christmas is Lacey Chabert, Stephen Hagen, and Jane Seymour. Is it a sequel? Something else? No. The film is about a young American seamstress from Philadelphia whose boyfriend reveals himself to be a royal prince and heir to the throne of Cordenia. (laughs) It's a Hallmark Channel movie, Mm. just so you know. Oh, that... uh, Keep that one in mind. (laughs) Just in case. You got a lot of you got a lot of production companies possibly coming up um, <clears throat> down the road, Frank. Oh man, that's <laughs> wonderful. Um, so yeah. So what else we want to talk about? I don't know. Well, I don't. I don't got shit going on. Hey, so if you do a um, trial subscription to Apple Plus streaming, yeah. You can watch um, the tragedy of Macbeth for free. Oh, right okay. now. yeah, because yeah, I did hear that, that was the Apple Plus thing. Yeah, so I'm going to watch it this week. I'm super excited. Yeah, because I wanted to also watch um, Ted Lasso as well and see what's going on there with that. Oh, you cause... get it. You get it for a month. Okay. So. Yeah, I might do that then. Um... <sighs> All right. Yeah, I don't have anything going on. I uh, I've rewatched. Uh all the daredevil seasons after i finished up hawkeye um i'm in the second season of rewatching punisher i actually like punisher much better than i do daredevil honestly even though i really like punisher's, daredevil a lot punisher's really good it's just that that second season is maybe like one episode too long i think 
yeah no i i can see that like it's 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 a little wearisome and the whole like kind of even though it's like very comic booky to me i guess it actually reminds me of a james elroy kind of like thing but um that whole subplot with this crazy psychologist that's like manipulating jig jigsaw or whatever mm-hmm. um in the second seat is a little like hokey kind of like uh this is just kind of like harley quinn almost but kind of yeah yeah sort of in reverse anyway sure. but um so yeah i don't know i've been doing that um and uh third know, episode I'm... of book of boba fett was really good okay. in case anyone had given up on it um i definitely think the direction of the series is gonna end up being amazing at the end um it's just a slow weird weird directorial decisions in the first two episodes that come to fruition in the third episode but might have lost people in the interim so yeah uh i'm excited about um the like probably like one season revival justified um yeah that is exciting it sounds like it's only gonna probably be like one season probably uh, which is fine if you do like 10 episodes like something like that uh 10 or 13 to kind of cover that city primeval story of like putting him in detroit but so that's interesting i don't know there's a lot of good stuff coming out yeah yeah it's a it's an exciting year and hopefully at least exciting year for television there's a lot of good yeah like a more fruitful year mm-hmm. yeah all right you ready to spin this bitch I'll spin that bitch. All right, we're going to do it live, so I don't. All right. Oh, get this going. All right. We're going to get next week's category is the mighty have fallen. Hmm. Is that one of your categories? Nope. Nah, okay. It must have been Bledsoe's. Um <clears throat> Yeah. I have no No, you can so you can just determine. I, I had no context to it, I think. So I have no context from it. So <laughs> So you can just kind of go ahead and do whatever you want. I'm trying to think of the different ways you can interpret it. I know. It's gotta be a movie I've never seen. Right. So, I mean, my first two thoughts were movies that I've seen, which immediately I had to throw out. Sure. Yeah. So you'd have to, I could see you doing it. That The Mighty Have Fallen could be the plot. The Mighty Have Fallen could be. Oh, I know what it's going to be. The director. Nope, I got it already. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, at least I have a starting point, and I'll look at that movie and then see <laughs> if there's any, like, trails that come out from it, so to speak. So. Right. Yeah. Fine. The mighty have fallen. Um, delete this from the list. All right. Go ahead and save that. All right. Now we only have fifty-eight things left on the list mm-hmm. for the year. Although we won't get to all those, so unless the year gets longer somehow, which I wouldn't put it past the year. never know all right so the mighty have fallen that'll be interesting Hmm. yeah all right that's awful for i like that that's seriously you should have pulled pulled your card on me for that one 
nope, nope. You're getting it at some point when it's going to be much worse. Hmm. I can't imagine it being much worse than that, though. What's the, what's your score? You never gave it to me. What's your what's your sugar oh, score? Oh fuck! I can't I can't waste to ten this early because ten has to be for something far worse. Um, it's a nine. Okay. I mean, I didn't want to die watching it, so <laughs> I guess there's that. Right. Because ten ten is I know. Is there anything that can really give you a ten, you think? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Can you think of a movie in the past that's given you a ten? <sighs> there's some like eighties Japanese like torture porn shit. Mm. But I've been able to stop watching them. But if I had to watch them to the end, it would have been a 10. Um, I think a Serbian film would be okay. a 10 if I had to watch it all the way through. So some of this stuff would be very specific to like torture porn, like torture porn, hardcore, like abuse of the innocent. It, there's there's some stuff that I just. Yeah. If I had to force myself to watch it consecutively and without without break, it would probably Make me super angry. I can't think of anything else. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with Frank's pick for the category The Mighty, the have, mighty fallen. have Fallen. Deuces. Hmm.